I'm typically an open book, so I don't mind, you know, sharing. I feel like the more transparent you are, the more people, you know, won't feel alone out there. So I'm an open book. I don't, there's nothing's off limits. Hey, that's how I feel too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. I feel like that's the best way to be. Same. Because you don't know whose life you can save by just being an open book. I truly believe that. Hey guys, I'm Ada and this is Self, a podcast full of conversation focusing on identity by way of storytelling. Today I am here with... Sierra. Alright, so Sierra, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. So my name is Sierra. Most people call me Sierra Vaughn. Um, I would like to consider myself as a creative. I do multiple things. Um, I sing, I songwrite. Um, I have an online magazine that's for unsigned artists. Um, Basically anything that you do creatively, it's a place for you up there. Um, And then I recently started uh, another brand called Exhale Essentials. Basically, what I do with that, um, it's kind of for your self-care. I'm really big on mental health because I do suffer with anxiety pretty bad. So um, I decided to do something, you know, to help me stay busy. So Exhale Essentials, we sell elderberry, sea moss, massage candles, um, hair growth oils. It's expanding by the day. But yeah, that's pretty much it about me. (laughs) That's what's up. Um... What does identity mean to you? To me, I feel like it's all about how you feel about yourself. Um, For a long time, I was always scared to be like unapologetically me. Basically meaning that, you know, I have friends who don't necessarily have the same outlooks on things that I do or who look like me or who are shaped like me. Like I've always had a issue with like how I looked or like my, my body image because, you know, I'm a little on the thicker side. Um, and a lot of my friends, they're a little bit smaller than me. So I feel like identity is really all about how you feel about yourself and how you feel like you perceive yourself to others. And I feel like how you feel about yourself is the most important thing, regardless of what anybody else thinks. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think this whole epidemic has definitely given me time to be more shameless mm-hmm. with myself. Um, like, you're kind of stuck with yourself. You kind of have that time to kind of think and just be. So I definitely agree that um one part or one aspect of identity is being yourself and yeah. how you look at yourself but right. with that being self how do you perceive yourself now um so every day it's a work in progress for me um not too long ago i was in a very abusive relationship and you know, before that relationship, I, I thought pretty highly of myself. For the most part, I was very confident. Um, I felt beautiful. 
nobody could tell me anything different. But once I had that traumatic experience, um, it definitely changed how I viewed myself. And I started to do therapy um, July of last year uh, because, you know, the incident was last year. And, you know, things did get physical. Um, there was a lot of a mental mental abuse as well. So it did change how I viewed myself. But me being in therapy and my therapist kind of like waking me up to be like, look, you are this great person despite you know, the trials that you've been through. So for me, how I view myself now, I feel like I've evolved into a stronger person. I feel like I'm gaining more sense of self than worrying about how others are perceiving me because that's something that I've always struggled with, but I didn't really realize it until I got into that relationship and I didn't know how much the things that he was saying to me would affect me. So every day it's a work in progress. Like some days I feel amazing. And then other days where I'm just like, okay, I'm not really feeling how I'm feeling today. I kind of, I give myself five gangsta minutes. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> I give myself five gangsta minutes to kind of like rethink and reassess how I'm talking to myself. Because mm-hmm. how you speak to yourself is so important. Even if you're joking around, like, just how you speak to yourself is very, very, very important. And my therapist definitely brought that to the forefront for me. So I would have to say every day is a work in progress for me. I think that's so hilarious that you bring that up because it's, you know how somebody says something like, mm-hmm. you know how you're in a situation and you think you're yeah. over it, but then somebody says something to take you back to that situation Oh, then yeah. immediately you 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 feel like you're that lost little puppy again. Right. Like, so I was also in an abusive relationship, a uh, four-year-long abusive relationship. And uh, it's one of those things where you, you hear someone say, like, you know, like, they're, they've, come full circle almost from that four you know that not that's about to say four year from that abuse and they are you know like owning who they are and I'm sitting here and it's like day by day I'm still trying to tell myself that I am over it that I Mm -hmm. am worthy of the relationship that I am in now that is perfect Right. And it's just it's just such a weird thing, a weird situation to be in, a weird space to be in. Most definitely. <laughs> it makes you feel it honestly, like at one point I was starting to feel hopeless and because I just felt like, Okay, am I ever gonna get over this situation? Right. Um, and it's crazy because we were together for about um three years on and off and I'm just like, Okay, when is when am I going to be tired? You know what I'm saying? Like, when am I going to be tired of dealing with this abuse that he's, you know, been putting upon me? Like, when am I going to get tired of it? Because I, I found myself, like, going back. And like you were saying, like, it almost makes you feel like, okay, am I supposed to be in this relationship? Am I worthy of getting something better than what I'm dealing with now? Exactly. And with, with healing it's like it's never really finished you know what I'm saying like 
you you unlock new levels of yourself and once you unlock those new levels now you have to pay attention to it and fix whatever's going on now that you've acknowledged it so yeah definitely can agree with you on that (laughs) yeah like the healing process is a bitch because it's (laughs) most definitely (laughs) like it it takes it takes forever and Mm -hmm. you always think you're one step ahead of it right and once it grabs you it grabs you and it takes a hold of you and then like me and my fiance the other day I think she said she said something but in my head I heard I'm leaving you but I think she Uh said she was taking the trash out Right. And it's like Look at you. And it's like And she's like, Whoa, like what like where did you get that from? And it's like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely I can relate one thousand percent. You have no idea, like just that experience alone, it's changed me so much as a person. Like I'm a lot more sensitive. <laughs> it's like a lot more things get to me than what they used to but you know I feel like me being more sensitive to my emotions is a good thing because I feel like I'm able to better communicate Mm -hmm. how I'm feeling because for me like the moment I feel like you're attacking me or you say something to you say something to me and you're just like okay I don't like that you're doing this it's all about your tone for me and then I'm quick to shut down yeah I'm super quick to shut down when I feel like I'm being attacked and I feel like you're not trying to communicate it's kind of like you're just worried about self and how um you were affected and not bringing both into the situation you know what I'm saying like looking at both sides of the situation so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. Um but I definitely feel like your sensitive side works for you when it comes to your line of work. Like yeah. I feel like when it comes to being sensitive being a creative is like hand in hand like those two right. things. It's actually, I feel like for creatives, I feel like we ha- we kind of have it really hard because of how our mind operates. It's like we're always on, we're always on go mode. We feel like if we rest, okay, we're going to fall behind. You know what I mean? I just feel like with creatives, like we're just always on go. And I feel like when you're able to tap into your emotions and listen to your body, um, you'll have a better ending of self like how we're you know speaking of you'll have a better understanding of self when you're able to to check in and be like okay you know what maybe I'm not doing so well maybe I do need to take a break and and rest today and that's honestly that's the main reason why I started to do a lot of the things that I do especially with mental health as well because I never used to be vocal about my anxiety because I thought it was weird I thought I was crazy honestly and truly and you know being in the black community they don't really talk about mental health it's more so well let's just pray about it and god's gonna work it out for you and i mean god's done amazing things for me but 
I, I needed something a little bit more. And I feel like a lot of people are honestly scared to talk about stuff like that, especially in the black community, because we're so pushed on the spiritual side, like, oh, we'll just pray about it and everything's going to be all right. Well, God's going to work it out, blah, blah, blah. But we also need, that's why he made therapists too, you know? Oh my God, (laughs) exactly. We also need to talk to people too. Like that's what they're here for. And I just wish that like, you know, in our community and especially our religious communities as well, I just wish that, um, you know, they brought that a little bit more to the forefront and didn't make it seem like mental health is kind of like a bad thing. Cause I've had some crazy experiences with that as well. Like I'll tell them that I'm, I'm dealing with these, these thoughts or I'm feeling like this and they'll be like, okay, well, we're going to pray for you. And you just, you just need to let God work it out. How about, have you tried talking to someone? Have you tried seeing the therapist? You know what I'm saying? Just, I just feel like we just need more, we, we need more platforms like this. So I just, I want to again say like what you, what you have going on is is an amazing thing that you're bringing this to the forefront for people like me, for people like you and other people who could relate to what's going on because we don't have too many platforms that, you know, are speaking on black mental health. Yeah, it's it's very few and it's a shame because you would think that with all of the things going on that black mental health will be a thing that would be at the forefront with all that is happening to African Americans you would think that the trauma that we are enduring that you would think that someone will say hey what about the mental health? What about our black men? What about the mental health? Like our African American brothers are being killed by the arms of police. What about their mental health? Like exactly. Like what the, everything that we are seeing on television. What mm-hmm. like this is traumatic for us. Like we may talk a big game and we may say that we need to empower ourselves and we need to do this and all of that is true but how can you do that when your mind is so jarred because you are not dealing with the trauma that you are seeing you are watching a man die in front of you like that's traumatic it's super traumatic and like even for me like sometimes I have to even kind of like step back and take a break like even with social media just in general sometimes I have to get off of there and like take a break for like months at a time because you can get so consumed in it and then also like you know the images that we're seeing everything is being recorded everything is being posted it's very 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 traumatic honestly and truly so I definitely agree with you on that part yeah and people don't seem to understand I'm doing a podcast (laughs) (laughs) hello I'm sorry it's okay and people don't seem to understand that the more you like it's great that we have this technology and we have the ability to record 
but it's like is it helping or is it hurting so I feel like it's doing a little bit of both honestly yeah so I feel like we need it because it's been being ignored right so I feel like them doing videos it's it's a good thing but then also at the same time it's just like okay you're pulling out a camera recording somebody dying and you're not doing Damn. anything <laughs> that's the part so it's just that... like it's hard to say that it, it's a, it's a really a hit or miss honestly like you post the video it brings outrage it brings protests it brings riots it brings all of that but Honestly, if we're not going to be doing anything to implement the change, you posting these videos and all of that is kind of like counterproductive, in my opinion. Exactly. <laughs> it feels counterproductive, but it's just like, where could we start? And I just feel like we need more people of color to step in the places where they feel like, you know, black people aren't qualified. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need more black judges you know, black police officers, we need more people in those spaces, honestly, to be the change, like, to, uh, you know, to incorporate some kind of change. We don't really have too much of that. Right. But then it's like, when you talk about doing these things, they laugh Mm -hmm. it off and they say, oh, I could never do that. That's a white man's thing. And it's like, well, it doesn't have to be. Right. It doesn't have to be it, a white man's thing. It can be a black man's right. thing if you just stand up and do I these feel things. Like, right. I just feel like with our people, I feel like we fear a lot of change. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't think we really know how much power that we really have. Oh, to... my God. Yes. <laughs> to really like pull some things together like if our people can just be more if we could just come together more instead of exactly being at each other's necks i feel like we could make a huge difference if we if we weren't so against each other and trying to knock each other's you know knock each other's choices down or you know opinions down of trying to trying to make a change i feel like we would be we would excel and exactly. honestly, I feel like, you know, the other races, they are able to see the power that we have, but we're, we're, we just don't know it. We just don't know it. Exactly. Like, they know. They know we're powerful, and they know that if we really come together, because honestly, there's there's really more of us than there is them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, it's yeah. just like, if we really came together, and we really wanted to be about some stuff, I feel like we could make an amazing change. Definitely. An amazing change. So it's it, it really it starts with us. It really does. Like it's it always does. it's always a situation where like I don't and I don't know why this is always my like my scenario. There's always a young a, a young African American brother and he wants to go to college and he steps out of his, his his apartment and he's like, Oh yeah, I'm going to college and there's boys in the in the hood, quote unquote, on a corner like, nah, I don't go to college, come hang with us. 
and right. manipulate him to come and hang with them. And now we lost mm-hmm. another one who wanted to go to college. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Instead of just, it being a situation. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No. No, you're fine. I was just saying, like, I just wish we could change that narrative. Right. Like, instead I of there being... There that we could change that. Right. Instead of it being, oh, you want to go to college? Oh, okay. Well, which college do you want to go to? Like, what you want to okay. go to college for? Like, how can we help you? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, is there, like, do you have enough money? Do we need to do a fundraiser? Like, right. what, like stuff like that. Like, if we do stuff like that, like, everybody want to come for a barbecue, eat a bunch of free food, but <laughs> don't nobody want to put a dollar in nobody a cup. Nobody want to put in for it. <laughs> exactly. A dollar in a cup. That's that's all we need. Put a dollar in a right. cup to help this young man even buy, just buy his school books. Like, that's that's all we exactly. ask for is to help school books. We got other stuff. Just just help out in some way, shape, or form to say right. you help. You know, like, it's so Yeah, we just need, we need more, like, strong black leaders who can pr- provide, like, mentors for, you know, the youth to kind of help them be led in the right direction because a lot of black families are without that male figure or you know just any kind of positive figure in their life a lot of black families are without that and I just feel like there needs to just be more hands on deck when it comes to raising our youth being out here trying to make a change it, it can't just be one person trying to trying to do it like we all got to come together and support one another and exactly. that's just that's just how it is like there's been times where um it was I forget what happened but um it was an incident where like there was like two nail shops that had opened up in my area and of course like one was a Vietnamese one and then like one was like a, a black owned um a black owned nail salon and you know I'm coming out and I guess the the black lady didn't like her her service at the black owned um nail salon and that's another thing like people who have the black owned businesses like we got to make sure that we are still conducting business professionally because I've heard so many people like me you know black people myself like they'll say things like, oh, I can't, I can't shop at black businesses because, they you know, they're, they're unorganized, they're unprofessional, this, that, and the third, or they don't want to work with you. But it's just like, okay, you can't walk into a black-owned business being a black person and trying and looking for a discount. How is yeah. that supporting? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, how is that supporting? And so, like, majority of the times when I hear, like, black people say that, they're just like, you know, I can't shop at black-owned businesses because they're unorganized. Well, have you tried, you know, talking to them and being like, hey, like, you know, I'm I'm trying to, you know, help you out, you know, support your business, but the service that you're providing, we don't communicate. That's the problem. <laughs> the service right. that you're providing isn't good. Like, we don't know how to communicate. Everything always goes to left field. So I just feel like communication needs to be a main thing in our community communication support and a little bit more effort yeah to to make a change around here cuz being on social media and posting posting pictures and of the, of the people who died and creating hashtags it's nice but like what are you doing behind the scenes 
Right. So yeah, it's 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 intense. We got a lot going on out here. We really <laughs> I feel do. like it's a, lot, it's a it's identity struggle, a power struggle. It's 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 so many things that play into why we are in the situations that we're in today. Yeah. And honestly and truly, if you really think about it, it all comes back to self identity because you are a product of your environment and if you don't want to be a product of your environment what are you going to do to you know to make that change within yourself yeah make sure that you're not making the same mistakes and doing the same things and being a part of the problem so it does it radiates back to to self and what you do internally to make yourself a better person a better human being so yeah <laughs> that was heavy right <laughs> it's like we, we're dealing with a lot of heavy things right now it's it's a lot like I was just telling somebody the, the other day that I was like I, I probably gotta get off social media soon because I woke up so angry this morning just all looking right. at all the things that's been on the news like it's really been messing with my mental and I try to I try not to watch the news too much because I am sensitive to stuff like that and it can weigh on my spirit for way too long. So I try to protect myself of like, you know, what I watch, what I listen to, who I surround myself with, because all of this can be very detrimental to your mental health, your health in general. It just taking all of this in and it's not too much positivity coming out. It it can really do a lot to the mind yeah I'm so empathetic like I cry at a drop of a dime if, oh me too like, <laughs> and drop, it doesn't help that I'm a cancer too <laughs> at, a, at a drop of a dime like it doesn't matter what it is like I'm just over here like oh my god I can't believe <laughs> yeah I'm a crier too <laughs> I feel like most I feel like most people who are like empathetic are like that though because we are able to pick up on the hurt of other people. Right. So that but see, but that's also like another thing, like you just gotta be careful with what you surround yourself with, especially exactly. when you're an empath like ourselves. Like stuff like that can definitely affect us. We Literally, if I see someone crying, I'm I'm done. I'm no yeah, more good. Yeah, I can't. You would have thought something happened to me. <laughs> like, you would have thought something. Exactly. You would have thought that I'm the one that got, like, I used to work at a hospital. And it was horrible because someone else would be crying. And immediately, I'm in tears. And they were like. Right. And they were like. <laughs> Go to the break room. Take to uh, go take a minute, and I'd be like, "I'm sorry," and I'd be like, "You can't do this all the time. Like you can't." It's hard. I could have. I couldn't imagine working at a hospital. You you're stronger than me. <laughs> I did, but they would have had to send me home all the time. It was. She's it crying was crazy. again. That that that's what they did. It was like I was doing it again. Somebody sent her out. <laughs> She's crying again. It's hard out here, but I feel like. It's a good thing. I feel like we, people like us, there needs to be more people like us because I feel like we're able to understand both sides of a situation a little bit better. Yeah. Because 
we're looking at it on a more emotional level. So I feel like there needs to be a little bit, you know, more empathetic people around because some people just, I don't know why they hold so much hate in their hearts, honestly. I don't know and right either. And it's, <laughs> like, and it's like, do you need a hug? Let's, right. Let's, let's hug it out. Like, let's hug this out. You need because... a hug, you need a friend. Yeah. <laughs> your friends. And it's crazy. I was like that in high school, though. Like, I was friends with a lot of, like, you know, weird kids. Like, there was this one white kid in my class. He was a little different. Like, it was like a stereotypical kind of thing, you know. He wore the gothic clothes, the black jacket. So people just didn't talk to him because they felt like he was gonna be the one to like shoot the school up you know stuff like that so I was actually we had study block together and he would talk to me like he would feel comfortable to talk to me and people would be like why are you friends with that weird kid like he wears gothic clothes like he's probably gonna shoot the school up and this that and the third but little did they know like homeboy had a whole alcoholic mom and you know he was coming to school You know, you know, it's just like people don't, you don't know what people are dealing with. And I just, you got to be careful how you treat people. Right. And honestly, <laughs> it's like, even if he was shoot about to shoot the kid, the school up, me talking to him mm-hmm. right now, I'm saving everybody's life. So just let me exactly. do my job. He let me do my job. Friend. He just needs a friend. And he would literally get in fights all the time because people were just mean people are just mean and that's why i say you just you got to treat people the way you want to be treated you got to be nice to people because you just don't know what they're dealing with everybody got something going on right so it's just i don't know the world is different it's it's really hard to to see how it is (laughs) right honestly and truly but yeah, hopefully we can be the change. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm trying. You're doing a great job. This is a great platform that you're doing. Like we need things like this. We definitely need things like this. And when you reached out to me about it, I was just like, so crazy that she reached out to me about coming into, you know, self because that's literally all I've been trying to do this year and last year like it started last year but it's really been coming into play this year because I've always struggled with identity like it's always been a struggle for me because I would always either be trying to please my parents or please a friend I would never be doing anything that really satisfied me I was trying to be a people pleaser and being a people pleaser is not gonna get you nowhere but with anxiety and depression yeah <laughs> you cannot be a people pleaser like you cannot and I've, I've literally learned that the hard way like even with music so me doing music I started that as a young kid and my mom she's always been in the in the industry and you know she really was you know push that and I was just like okay I sing I can sing and I can songwrite but I don't want to be a singer. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be on stage singing or be famous. Like, I don't want to do that. But because she's seen the talent and I guess she's seen where it could take me. And, you know, she just, I guess she didn't want me to be, I guess she didn't want me to fail. So she was trying to 
set me up for success. But mm-hmm. that's not what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's not what I wanted. So at the time, you know, I was young. I didn't really know to speak to myself, speak up for myself because I was used to my mom always doing it for me. So that really, I really struggled with that. Like, even as an adult, like speaking up for myself, because once again, like I was used to my mom always doing it for me. Like we would go places and like people would be asking me something. And then my mom would immediately answer because she was used to speaking for me. So I literally had to create those boundaries where I'm like, look, I'm grown and I I can speak for myself. Like you don't gotta you don't gotta speak up for me. Like I can say what I feel. So now as an adult, like I'm trying to learn to to speak up for myself and be and even if my voice shakes and I sound like I'm scared to speak up for myself, at least I'm doing it. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's just one of those things. It's just like you gotta you gotta unlock levels of yourself to to know what's going on, so you're able to be the best you. Yeah. So I recommend therapy for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Therapy's like the best thing that I could have ever decided to do for myself, honestly and truly. At first, it was weird because I'm like, it's a stranger I'm talking to. I'm about to tell her my personal business. <laughs> this is a little weird, but once you find the right therapist, it's gonna come so natural. Oh You're my gonna God. feel like yes. I completely agree. <laughs> There's nothing like finding the right therapist because mm-hmm. then it's like it's like talking to your best friend in a way because it's like finding the right therapist is like finding that right stranger that you can pour out your heart and soul to. Right. They don't have any like they don't have any background knowledge of what's going on. They just know what you're telling them. You know what I mean? Like they have information right. about what you have to say. They don't know your mom's side of the story. They don't know your dad's exactly. side of the story. They just know your side of the story and they can they, they support you. They mm-hmm. they got they your back. Right. Yeah, you know what? You feel supported. Exactly. You feel like you finally have somebody that understands you and what you're dealing with because your therapist, like, at least I know for my therapist, I mean, she don't sugarcoat nothing with me. Sometimes right. I leave out of there like, I don't think I like today's session today. <laughs> I'll leave out of there kind of like, you know, with a little attitude because she read me like a book. Yeah. But they're honestly the best thing when people when somebody can call you out on your on your mess but but do it in a genuine way where you don't feel like dang am I am I this bad person no you're human you make mistakes and you learn from them Hmm. so therapy is lit it's the shit yeah everybody Everybody should do it. That's literally the first thing I start recommending to people. Like when we talk and I'm like, have you tried therapy? And they'd be looking at me like I'm crazy. Like I'm not trying to insult you, but therapy is amazing when you find the right person. It's amazing. Like I tell my therapist all the time, like I wish I could have her on speed dial. (laughs) Like, okay, I'm having this all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I'll text her. I try not to be worrisome. But I text her a lot. She's kind of like a second mom to me. I tell her that all the time. Yes. I text her I text her all the time. Like it's like right before a big decision, I'm like, okay, let me text my therapist real quick to see what she thinks. <laughs> so I definitely do that. But 
it's it's good that you know you have a great relationship with your therapist like that where you're able to to call and and reach out to her at any time I think that that's amazing I think it's amazing that you even do therapy because not a lot of people are even open about it some people are even embarrassed that they even go see a therapist or that they take medication for being um for having anxiety or depression there's nothing wrong with it no my crazy behind I think I wrote a whole blog post about a blog post. I read it. (laughs) (laughs) I snoop. Look, I'm literally such a creeper. Like I was snooping. I was snooping on your blog. I was looking at your pictures. I'm like, she's so pretty. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome, and you're an amazing writer as well. Thank you. I appreciate it. But no, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Morning and night unfortunately but it's okay I mean it's what helps you it helps you be a better you there's nothing wrong with that I actually used to take medication but um I didn't like the way it made me feel I don't know if I just didn't have the right kind but Mm. I can't remember the name of it I think it was called like Effexor or something it was like some generic brand of something else Mm -hmm. and like it made me feel kind of like a zombie like I (sighs) didn't feel like myself I just kind of felt emotionless like it was weird that's the worst feeling ever yeah I was like I don't like this I don't feel normal it just and I kept doing it because I'm like okay maybe this is gonna help maybe this is just me trying to get used to it like I kept taking it I was on it for I want to say at least like seven months and I was just like yeah no this ain't it so what works I'm planning on writing a whole blog post about the zombie effects of medication because it is a thing Uh that I absolutely hate and one of the reasons I stopped taking medication for so long right because mm-hmm. it's just, it's not a good feeling you don't you already are upset because you don't feel normal because you have this mental illness and then you, you get medication and it makes you feel even more weird and you're like okay well what what is this supposed to do like how is this supposed to help me so it it's a it's a frustrating thing especially when you're trying to find the right medication that you know counteracts with you and doesn't make you feel crazy Right. Yeah. Like, so just I definitely make me feel understand. Normal. Just make me feel right. Normal. I just want to feel like myself, and it's crazy because I I actually had when I stopped taking um, my anxiety medication, I actually met this this girl, <laughs> and I used to have anxiety so bad that like I would break out into hives like for no reason. Yeah. I mean, I could literally. I could literally just think my way into an anxiety and it it would be over from there. But there was this girl that I had met. Um, she also suffered with anxiety. And I mean, I'm not condoning this for anyone who's not a smoker, but <laughs> she had me, she had me try weed and literally my hives, they went away like magic. Not even kidding. This is a true story. <laughs> I had is, um, weed is great. <laughs> yeah, weed is great. I'm a I'm a smoker. I'm pro marijuana. I feel like it should be legal <laughs> everywhere because 
it's honestly it's done wonders for me and I'm a naturally like nervous person like I've always been like that even as a child like my mom would tell you like Sierra's not going because she's she's scared (laughs) so when I had started smoking weed um I noticed how I was more relaxed um I didn't feel like a zombie I mean there's a few side effects of just eating like I, I get the munchies like crazy but aside from that that nervous feeling goes away I'm more relaxed I'm not breaking out in hives and it actually helps me focus a little bit better because I'm easily distracted. So one of those go. things <laughs> so one of those are one of the things that I do. I I smoke weed. I take a walk outside if I feel like I'm, you know, about to have some kind of like anxiety attack. Me being outside and feeling the fresh air helps me. So smoking weed, taking a walk, that's literally a part of like my daily routine. <laughs> Like, before I start working in the morning, I go for a walk outside. I'm smoking while I'm walking. Come back inside. I feel like a whole new person. Take my shower. Start my day. Sounds like a perfect day. <laughs> perfect day for the day. Yeah, you got to do that. Self-care. Self-care all day, every day. And that's yeah. a part of my self-care. <laughs> but this was great. Um, Yes, I absolutely enjoyed this. I knew this was going to be a great conversation. (laughs) Um, But I'm going to start the conversation. I mean, I'm going to end the conversation the way we started the conversation. And I'm going to ask you to describe yourself. Okay. Uh, This is actually kind of hard for me because, like I said, I do struggle with it. Um. So, you know what, I'm just going to say that for me as myself, I'm an empathetic person, I'm sensitive, I'm constantly evolving to try to be better. Like I said, there's levels to this shit, so (laughs) I'm constantly, like, unlocking different levels of myself, so... I would like to say that I'm evolving. That's how I view myself right now. Like this chapter of my life is just me evolving into a better me despite my traumatic experiences. So that's my answer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. This was great. Thank you so much. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. All right. All right, I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye. All right, bye. All right, guys, this brings us to the end of the conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you for listening. If you want to have a conversation with me yourself, you can reach me at IamSelfPodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me at IamSelfPodcast on Instagram. Please go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. I really appreciate it and stay tuned for the next one.